Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to another Bible study. We are uh, beginning a new study on the uh, letter, Paul's letter to Timothy. So we are in chapter one, and it's another exciting um, time to be in God's word to study together. Uh, very appreciative of uh, Reverend Krepsak, who taught uh, last week. Thank you very much, Reverend Krepsak. Um, Amen. And as we continue to study God's word together. A um, couple of uh, announcements. One is kind of a, not, not kind of, it's a thank you for, again for all those that uh, um, participated in the um, iGlow outreach or celebration. It was a wonderful time and we kind of packed up and we're finished just in time, right before the, the storm came in. So we are very appreciative. Uh, this coming Saturday um, at nine is the um, church cleanup day. And so if you're available with rake, shovel, gloves, power tools, or whatever um, you need to bring, that'll be this coming Saturday. So if you can, make it on out and continue to make the church grounds beautiful. Uh, as you walk around, you will see some uh, down, down limbs. Um, so uh, we do have some cleanup to do. Another announcement, uh, when you're, you're coming to and you're parking in the parking lot, whether it's during the day or in the evening, make sure that you are locking and securing your vehicle. Um, so we had an incident the other day, praise the Lord, it, was, it turned out okay, but we just wanna make sure that everybody's safe and secure. Um, so um, especially during the, the night hours, make sure you have everything safe, secure, and uh, locked up. We are doing our, our best to upgrade our security, uh, but still we have to be wise in terms of uh, how we uh, govern ourselves, especially again, late later in the evening. So just want to be aware of that. Um, let's see, I think that's it for the announcements for now, but let's go ahead and start with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we give you honor, glory, and the praise. Tonight, Lord, as we study the word, we do pray that your word would fall on good ground and bring forth the increase that you desire. Uh, we want to hide your word in our heart, but not only hide it, that we'll use it as the tool you have given us so that we can live and walk and conduct ourselves and be empowered to serve you and bring you glory in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So again, we are in 1 Timothy chapter 1, um, Paul's letter to Timothy, and it's, I was reflecting uh, earlier, um, just over the past uh, few years, and so we've been uh, in many of Paul's letters, and this, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, and we are down to our last few letters um, from the Apostle Paul. Uh, I can recall back in 2018, 
um, the fall of 2018, uh, Pastor Cooper had asked me to uh, help co-teach, and that was 1 Corinthians. So we've started off in uh, Paul's letters since uh, um, fall of 2018. Now, we've done various other studies, but uh, we are making our way through Paul's letters um, to the churches and to uh, the pastoral epistles. And so um, prayerfully, you have it hidden in your heart, but there's no harm going back and reading them again. Because uh, we know that God's word is live and vibrant, and we always learn something new as we get into God's word. Um, if I can have somebody read First Timothy, the entire, not the entire letter, but the entire first chapter, and just to kind of get us get started. So First Timothy chapter one. Actually, for now, just read verses 1 through 11. So 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. If I can have a volunteer to read. I'll read, and I'm reading from the NIV. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these that have turned into turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murders, mur for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. That conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. Amen. Thank you so much. So we are, there's a lot to, un, to us to, to look at in this first chapter. So we'll take it slow. But before we actually get into the text itself, uh, we uh, just need to do a little bit of, of background in terms of who Timothy is um, and look at the, the opening part. So uh, this letter is to Timothy from the Apostle Paul. Uh, this letter is called, you know, is one of the pastoral epistles, um, both uh, Titus, the letter to Titus, and this uh, letter, first, the letters, first and second Timothy, uh, considered pastoral epistles, meaning kind of giving instructions on how to shepherd and how to lead the congregations um, that were entrusted to their care. Um, 
We recently completed Titus. Uh, we also did Philemon, um, which is uh, not necessarily a, a, a pastoral epistle, but it is uh, one of the letters that were was addressed to individuals rather than to a church. So uh, as we read through the text, um, it says it's written to Timothy, my true child in the faith. So who was this Timothy? Who was this Timothy? So if I could have somebody turn to Acts chapter 16, verses one through five, Acts 16, one through five, when you find it, if somebody could read that, please. Then he came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. They always like to hear that last part about the increase. Yeah. That's our continued prayer that uh, as we proclaim the good news of the gospel that we too will see the increase of those in faith. So let's talk, talk about Timothy uh, for just a moment. He was referred to in, uh, in the letter as my true child in the faith. And what we learn about Timothy in Acts, um, that he, this is talked about the Lister and Derby. This is the beginning of Paul's second uh, missionary journey. Uh, we know that he is the son of a Jewish believer and a Greek father, um, most likely a non-believing uh, father. So um, he's of mixed heritage. Um, he also is well spoken of by the disciples. So he had a solid reputation among the believers. And what Paul does is um, because based on his reputation, based on, I guess, um, his, his resume, so to speak, Paul recruits him to accompany him on his journey. Um, we, when we studied Titus, uh, he was a um, non-Jew and he was not circumcised and he never, um, at least from the text, we, he was never circumcised as opposed to Timothy uh, who was circumcised by Paul. And give, there's an explanation given in those texts. And can we just review that? Why, why was Timothy circumcised? It's right there in the text. Because of the Jews who were in Jewish. that region. Okay. Um, and the reason why I bring that out, just again, just look at the, the dedication and the commitment uh, we can say that we're all in. I would say that definitely Timothy was all in because he wanted to really be able to um, um, be able to be free to minister, <clears throat> especially when Paul would go into um, the synagogues, into the Jewish com community. 
So this uh, relationship between Paul and Timothy was so dear, the way he calls him my true child or son and the faith. And so mm-hmm. that, um, and this, this lets us know how important mentoring is, mentoring is, and being able to walk with somebody so that they will understand and learn how to conduct themselves to grow. And so uh, he was nurtured directly by the Apostle Paul and Timothy accompanied him on many of his uh, journeys. And so what is his ministry? His ministry uh, was written to, um, this letter is written to Timothy while he ministered in Ephesus. And so he said to Timothy, uh, I want you to remain in Ephesus while I go on forward. So his task, so to speak, was to go to Ephesus and begin and continue to develop and grow that young ministry uh, in Ephesus. And we won't go back and review all about Ephesus because we've studied it in depth earlier. But if you go back to Acts chapters 19 and 20, you, you may recall that Ephesus, and for me, the book of Ephesians or the letter to the Ephesians remains for me one of my favorite letters. But we can see that that was such a powerful event where many came to know the Lord. In spite of great opposition, they resisted and left behind um, the goddess Artemis and other things that they were serving to follow Jesus Christ. And so it was a, a kind of an explosion of in the gospel that many came to know Jesus Christ. And so not only um, in Acts chapter 19, but later in Acts chapter 20, and I'll mention this a little bit later, that's one of the last groups that Paul um, talked to before he went uh, to back to um, Jerusalem um, and to, to build up the churches. Of course, we have the letter to the Ephesians. And then finally, uh, Ephesus is mentioned in Revelation chapter two. And so Ephesus played a significant role in Timothy as a pivotal part in building up the community of faith. And that was his task. Um, And several letters that we've studied, and I'll just look at Galatians in particular. That's one well, start with Philippians. When we looked at Philippians, it was very loving, rejoicing. And then we got to Galatians. And the question was, who bewitched you? Just a different tone between the two. And then we get here to Timothy. And what is his task? What is his mission? So we'll start going down to verses three through seven of First Timothy. What is his task? Stop teaching false doctrines. Say that again? For the people to stop teaching false doctrines. Okay. So his task, uh, remember, um, his his role was to go into Ephesus, a a growing, vibrant church or churches um, is to warn or to charge certain people. And it's interesting the way that it's written because All it says in those verses is, I want you to charge, uh, let's see, 
Here in verse three, charged certain persons, they're not named, but obviously there were people that had begun to uh, creep into the church and were promoting false teaching, false doctrine. And that's where I said, um, if you refer back to Acts chapter 20, uh, as Paul is praying for the Ephesians, the, F the leaders of Ephesus, and before he went to Jerusalem, he said, I know that after I leave here, false teachers will come in among you. So he had already prepared them in advance that he knew that this was going to happen. It was a something that he had dealt with so many different times. And, that, and if you read that section in Acts 20, you can just see how he is pouring himself out, praying for the leaders um, and, and preparing them for the struggle that is ahead. And if you remember, if you read the letter to the Ephesians chapter six, what does it talk about? Putting on the what? Whole armor of God. So already in advance, he's preparing them that it is going to be a struggle. And so what is charging them to do? Go back or remain rather in, in uh, Ephesus. And I want you to charge certain persons. And who are these certain persons? Again, they're not named, but what does he warn them to, not to do? Not to teach, as was already mentioned, any different doctrine. Not to teach any different doctrine. What were some of the, we, we talked about this in various other letters, what were some of the diff, different doctrines or things that kept on creeping up as Paul was writing to the various churches? Circumcision. That was one of the big ones, the, what they call either the Judaizers. That what does it mean or how does one come to have a relationship with God? And they, the Judaizers were promoting that you had to be circumcised. Uh, also circumcised in order to be truly saved. And we dealt with that in the past. So that's one of the false teachings that uh, the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy to guard against. What else does it say in this particular section? Um, verse four, nor to do what? To devote themselves to myths, to myths myth and endless genealogies, mm -hmm. which do not contribute to the faith, to faith-filled living. So basically, and I want to pause here because, you know, we just look at this for a moment. Mm -hmm. Not to devote themselves to myths, endless genealogies. What what is that all to myths and endless genealogies? What what does that have to do with living for the Lord and living in Christ? To devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Christ is no longer first in their lives because they're mm -hmm. looking at these myths. And even within the church today, because my mother said, you hear a lot of things about wives' tales, and they put it into the scriptures. Oh, okay. So one is not not just the women. I'm gonna get you off the hook. Okay. That's see, what the, they thank, call it. Thank you. I was just gonna call call it old spouses' tales. Yeah, or <laughs> but that's that's one. You know, in the past, how and we have to be very careful um, because there there are some sayings 
that kind of creep in and they get quoted as if they are the word of God and they are not, and they can um, serve to um, distract us from really walking in the power of God's word. So one, avoid those myths. Uh, what else? Of the word. What's that? The misinterpretation of the word. Ah, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I want us to talk through this because it, you you just you said misinterpretation of the word. So we we start our basis is the word of God. Amen. And do we believe and adhere to that God's word is true? Amen. I'll Amen. answer it for you. Yes. yes. <laughs> God's yes. word is true. true. Yes. However, Pastor, at that go ahead. time, wouldn't, because they're mostly Jews, what they had as scripture was the Old Testament. They didn't have what Paul was preaching and teaching. So the Jews, especially, would have been locked into it, and especially genealogy, which would have been a problem for the Gentiles who come to faith because. They couldn't trace themselves to, you know, um, Abraham's lineage or whatever, or be part of the priesthood or so on. And so I guess I would guess that some of the Jews were holding on to what they knew best, yes. which was the Mosaic yes. law. So from the from the Jewish faith perspective, again, holding back as even Jesus dealt with this in John chapter eight, where they were saying, wait a minute. Abraham is our father. What are, you, what are you talking about? And of course, Jesus said to them, you, you are of your father, the devil. So that, you know, it's not based on your lineage. So that's one way, what's one part of that, especially for the Jews and that way that excluded the Gentiles. But there was also because this was a mixed church. And so there were other, um, other belief systems that would trace it not through necessarily a Jewish lineage, but the genealogies of uh, various gods and goddesses and how um, people can relate through that particular means. And so that was, so it's not, not solely the Jewish faith, but that was a big part, but it was also tracing it through uh, what we would call to today, maybe angel worship or those other mm -hmm. things, because they, that part of the, the issue that was going on in Ephesus more so later on was also what's called Gnosticism or spiritualism. So that's one of the things, the challenges that they were dealing with. So myths, genealogies, what I would call today spiritualism, speculations, sorcery. Sorcery, mm -hmm. opinions, mm -hmm. all these things went into, and that's not what you devote yourself to. Which so, caused division. I'm sorry? Which also caused division. It, it causes division. So it if, you're, if you're basing yourself on your genealogy and somebody is excluded, then that creates division. What else? So let me ask this question. On what do you base or what do we base our worldview? 
and how we look at things. On what do you base your worldview or how you look at things? What's your basis? What's your starting point? Bible. The, what you said, somebody said the Bible? Yep. Okay. Talk about that some more. Because I mean, that's, that's easy to say the Bible, but on a daily basis, when, let, me, let me put it this way. Okay. So you're watching the news. You're reading the paper. How do you look at the, what's going on and translate, interpret the signs? What's your worldview? How do you filter all that information that's coming through? Beliefs and attitudes, uh, training, your, your uh, traditions, your family, um, influence, I guess. That's okay. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that goes bottom line. I mean, you know, I mean, your 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 fam I, my family has always been Bible based. Okay. We're raised a certain way. We have certain morals and beliefs and attitudes about things that developed from our our personal journey or our experiences. Hopefully, based on that Bible teaching, <laughs> religious teaching. And and the reason why I wanted to really talk about this because we live in a secular society mm -hmm. and not everybody shares that worldview or that perspective on how they look on things that are going on. For example, um, so you can get into myths and spiritualism specula speculations because there's an expression, my truth, your truth. Yes. So if there is no absolute truth, then hey, your do do your thing. Do your so how, thing. How, go, go ahead. Uh, matter of fact, they they think that anything goes because you hear people say, "Well, I believe and I think." When God says the other uh, one thing, they want to put inject their beliefs and their opinions. But with God, he is right. And what he says goes, not our opinion of what we think about things when he says opposite of what we are, what we are saying that we think. Absolutely. I think I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think our faith in Christ is the foundation in what we believe in. And so everything will, you know, will be filtering around our faith. And what is that faith in, in the word of God? That's what I'm building my foundation on through faith. Why do y'all just keep going back to the word of God? Is the word of God that important? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I was going to yeah. answer it for you again. Yes, it is. So, so you see over and over again, we've, no. we've seen That's how God, important man. the word of God is. And, and we still have to struggle through that because mm -hmm. not to dive too deep in, because you know principles of interpretation, because a lot of people will see the same text and interpret it differently. So yeah. we have to ensure that we are standing on the word of God in a community of faith that is uh, really holds true to the, to the word of God as God's 
word. Amen. Amen. Pastor. Absolutely. Go ahead. Pastor. The scripture says that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Right. So we got to believe in the word of God, even to live. Amen. Are we, all, we also are we all... have to... Go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. I was going to say, we also have to remember that God is in control of all things. So we, um, we stand on God's word and his promises and knowing that we have the victory in the end. So that's where our faith comes into play. And we just hold on to God's truth. Yes. Amen. Amen. And the reality is that we do indeed live in a pluralistic society. So we can't uh, have blinders on and pretend that doesn't exist. Yes. But we also have to consider how any of it um, lines up with our with the word of God, with our foundational belief, which is what everybody else is saying. We can respect folk, but not let them change how we view our faith. Okay. That's why it's very important who you allow to teach you. It's, it's important who you sit under uh, and make sure that what you are being taught is what you think lines up with the word of God. Even if you're still or, you know, a babe in the, the word, you still, God will still um, let you know that this is not right or this doesn't sound quite right. So you, while you're learning and you're growing, you need to be careful who you're allowed to feed you. Amen. I'm glad you said teach. Amen. Many years ago, uh, as a teacher, there were parents who took issue with uh, our history book or, or one of our yeah, history books at the sixth grade level where we were supposed to teach evolution mm. and he took offense to it with the teacher and it's you know as a teacher you're required to make students aware you know, of the science that's out there but you know children are very uh, impressionable and even though you know that's another plug for parents being on top of what's going on in the schools Mm. And having those conversations with teachers, knowing what the those of you who have young children, knowing what the uh, curriculum in, involves. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because we we don't live and thank you also, Deacon Brown. We don't live in isolation, and so I want to make sure that we are really looking at this and what is it? How do we filter the things that not only we hear. But thank you for adding even our household. How do we help our, our children and for others how to be able to filter through what they're hearing and to be able to share? Okay, you know, let's have this discussion because there are, I'm, I'm hesitating, but I have to say it. Has, it, has anybody watched TV recently? I'm sure you have. Mm -hmm. There are times when, especially when you, if you go, I, I'm not trying to tear down Netflix or any other one, but if I go to what we would call those Netflix original series and mm -hmm. I turn it on, language. 
years ago. It's like, wait, what is going on? So we have to be able to filter. And how do we how do we do that? Um, and what is it that's in us that either restrains us, informs us to make those kinds of decisions? Tough. It's tough. Uh, how do you stay clean in an unclean world? Because even day to day, you run across there's smog out there, but still you're still a Christian. And one of the biggest things I should do in the discipleship class, even before I tell a person about uh, how do you uh, about salvation, I said, what is your belief? Because sometimes you got to get rid of some things and you got to reach them at commonality. And a lot of times people come with Christian experience, but what type of Christian experience? And you need to know what that experience is. They get letters from another church and bring it on. You find out they don't line up with the articles of faith or whatever. Uh, yeah, Pastor, um, one, I was teaching a class of young people one time, and we were talking about creation and God created, you know, Adam and Eve and all those things like that. And they were getting, they were studying um, science uh, about the dinosaurs and all that. And they were confused about, you know, okay, if this is true that God created it this way, how am I supposed to truthfully answer a question that's dealing with, you know, how the Big Bang Theory and all that? And so they they were they were torn because you're teaching them this is the truth, but now they're learning this in school. So they they were in this quandary about what am I supposed to believe? You know, mm. if I answer the question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and say that God created, then I'm going to get the test wrong. I'm going to flunk the test. And so I told him, I said, well, if you're studying the curriculum, you answer the question the way they teach the curriculum, you answer it based on that. You still know that this is how the world was created. So, yeah. but it was, I mean, it's a tough question when a child asks you that. It is. And, and that's part of understanding we live in a we live in the society there are a lot of voices so when we go back to looking at what timothy is trying to do and understanding the culture and the context it's not okay just do this this is a checklist and you'll be okay it's sometimes you have to struggle through all these thoughts opinions and the way that these thoughts and opinions are communicated i mentioned it maybe through um, television media, or it may be through social media, or it may be through that, uh, I think Ola mentioned, uh, the, the group that you're with. And so we have to always be very careful. And, and Paul is trying to set that all, rather Paul through Timothy, trying to set that all up straight so that as believers, we can live uh, the way that God would have us to live uh, in this society. And not just what you see on TV and hear, but music as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. And, and I'm not anti-television, anti-music, anti-social media. But also, as you're using these various tools, what, are the, what is it that's informing us? Uh, what filters do we need to use? Or what tools do we need to use? And I think it was a unanimous vote that is the word of God and then understanding how to apply that word of God um, in each and every situation. So let, let, let me, anything else before I move forward? Cause we're down at verse five. 
Go ahead. Okay, so let verse five. And what's the goal of all this? What's what's the 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 product that he is expecting? The goal of this is what? Love. Love. Which comes from a pure heart. Can 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 I sing the song? Which comes from a pure heart. What yes, love from a pure what the world needs now. Mm. So what the goal is, love that flows from, and what I have down is three pure things, heart. a pure heart. pure heart, a good conscience, good conscience, and un, un, real faith, unfailing faith. Sincere or faith. I have, sincere, I have a word, sincere faith. So let, let's uh, kind of look at the first one, love. So the ethos, the ethic of all this is love. So when we are living in this society, the ethic that we as believers bring into everything that we do is the, is the goal is that love that flows from one, a pure heart. What is that? That's the core of who we are, a pure heart. How do we get, or what's the metric of a pure heart. How does that happen? In the word. We go back to the word of God again? <laughs> also, uh, the word of God, uh, what is writing it upon your heart. If you are okay. a real Christian, you will write the word upon your heart and your heart will express uh, your, the true feeling of the love that Christ had for the people he has for us. Amen. And we should have for one another. Amen. Amen. A heart devoted to God. A heart devoted to God. The word of God is in there. What else? A pure heart. Mm -hmm. uh, endless. What'd you say? <clears throat> endless. endless. Okay. So clean, clean, try to stay as far as you can away from immorality. And, uh, okay. How can a young man or a young person keep his way pure, it says in Psalm 119. And again, it goes back to the word of God. Pure heart. We've, we haven't mentioned the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Yes. That when we accept Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God lives in us. And some said, mm -hmm. so, I think it was uh, mm -hmm. Deacon Taswell mentioned earlier. There's mm -hmm. some things that we have to mm -hmm. get rid of, mm -hmm. and there's some things that we take on. And so, the Spirit of God leads and guides us into all truth. That's making us and conforming us into the image of Christ. That's some ways that this love can flow from a pure heart, humility. All these are parts of love that flows from a pure heart. What else? Mm -hmm. A good conscience. Mm -hmm. Help me with that one. Confessional. I, I think that comes with, you know, being confessional to God creating me a clean heart. So okay. we're always coming to God, asking God 
to cleanse us from Amen. all unrighteousness. So I think that also creates a pure ah, heart. Thank you. So creating me, so that goes back to the pure heart, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Search me, oh God. So staying in a spirit of repentance and, and prayer mm -hmm. and a good conscience. Romans 12, one and two. If somebody can quickly find that. Romans 12, one and two. What's it say? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye yourselves as living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that good conscience. So not only starts with the heart, but also with the mind. That mind is going to help you make decisions on what to do. Because there, there needs to be that communication between the heart and the mind. So what you think lines up with the heart so that you're serving in a way that honors the Lord and a, a renewed mind. And so some things we just have to get rid of the way that we used to think, we don't think anymore. Right. Uh, we have to get rid of some of the ways, or as it says in, um, in some contexts, get rid of the stinking thinking. <laughs> old ways of, of thinking uh, are no longer valid when it comes to kingdom mentality. And so we work with a good conscience Old so that the, our away. actions, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Old things are passed away. You are a new oh. creature in Christ. New creation. New creation. <laughs> Old songs of my mind, my mind, mind is gone. Holy Ghost gave me a new mind. A my new mind. mind. Amen. Amen. Man. Pastor, Pastor, go ahead. And I and, and my mind goes to Philippians. Whatsoever is good, whatsoever is kind, think on these things. Amen. In, in Philippians. Amen. Now, where did that come from? I think that's Philippians. The yes, word of Philippians. God. So that means that the comes word, from the what? Word of God. Word of God. We just keep on. Going back to the word of God, it's pretty significant, isn't it? Yes, it is. Amen. You are right, Pastor. That is right. The word of God is the tool that we need so that we can have a pure heart. Yes. It comes from being transformed. Uh, the power of the spirit, staying a spirit of repentance, a renewed mind, a new way of thinking, new creation, and then a sincere faith. Amen. A sincere faith. I also think the word inclusion uh, can be used here too, because sometimes people say, because someone doesn't look like me, act like mm. me, whatnot, that they're not going to make it in. But that doesn't operate or think like that. Amen. So a pure heart, a good conscience, sincere faith, a sincere faith that also recognizes 
um, others, that you're loving one another um, deeply from the heart, because it says love that flows from the pure heart, a good yeah. conscience, a sincere. So it's it's not just a, a one-time thing. It flows continually. And we don't have the strength, the capability for us to do, do that on our own. It's through the power mm-hmm. of the Spirit of God living within us that enables us to live this out, to flesh this out for the kingdom of God. Um, let, let me just go to verse 6 and 7, and, and we'll stop there for this evening. Evening. So the, the warning comes back again. Um, having swerved from these, from what? Pure heart, uh-huh. good conscience, sincere faith, and wandered into vain discussion. Right. In other words, <laughs> talking loud. I'm saying nothing. Thank you. I appreciate you finishing that. Um, So it's not having anything to do with building up the body of Christ. Desire, verse 7, desiring to be teachers of the law without what? Understanding of what they're talking about. Have you ever known? I won't say have you ever. Have you ever heard of people that say a lot of things, have a lot of opinions, but it's not based on true knowledge, no truth, the truth of the word of God. But they're talking loud. They sound confident. But it's not based on the word of God. Desiring to be teachers of the law. So they want to lead others, Timothy, but you have to get things straight because they will cause confusion. And will not do the things that are leading to living a faith-filled life. So we're going to stop there. So next week, uh, Lord willing, we will pick up at verse 8 and and continue on in our study. So next week, 1 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 8. I pray that uh, the word of God has taken root in you and us. And I know we kind of dug into uh, just looking at some, maybe some contemporary issues, but I think it's important for us to wrestle through uh, what does this mean in this society and how do I live out my faith in this society, as well as, and I really appreciate uh, whoever brought it up earlier about how do I also teach uh, others, whether it's my children or youth or others, to really navigate how to live the Christian life in this secular world that we're a part of. We're in the world, but not of the world. Of the world. Amen. 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 God bless you. Uh, we are going to end our, our study here. We're going to get ready to pray one for the other. And um, at the conclusion, I'm going to ask uh, Deacon Taswell if you would I'll close us in prayer, but this is an opportunity now to share any uh, prayer concerns or praise reports. Um, I have a praise report. I went to the doctor today, and I don't know if any of you know, I have a condition that I'm dealing with, and I got a good report. 
Amen. Mother test to be and Rose test. I ask you to keep me in your prayers that everything Amen. goes well within. Amen. 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 And also, I want to ask for a prayer for my my daughter, who's well, my baby baby girl, who's out and about in college at A&T trying to make a way, her own way without depending on anyone, meaning hmm. her parents, but she knows that she, she has our support. She's really hard to do this, and I ask you to keep her in prayer. Her name is Brooklyn. Amen. I want to uh, everyone to continue to pray for us. Uh, Robert lost his uh, oldest sister Monday, and uh, we're still not certain of the uh, when the service will be. She is from Washington, D.C., so we will be uh, having to travel there for the service. So just keep us in prayer as we uh, go and honor her in that way. Amen. Amen. I ask for prayer for my youngest son, Byron, who is a long-haul truck driver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what it's not doing. Uh, to lure a traveling protection. Yes. I, I want to lift up um, a cousin that had surgery on last week and a neighbor who lost his father uh, on Monday. Hmm. I pray for traveling mercies for my daughter and her son, my grandson, who will be flying this way. <laughs> 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 As they get here safe. Amen. 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 Pray for my oldest son, Pastor, because he travels to. Uh, the government to, to Fredericksburg, Virginia, every week. And uh, just pray for him that all goes well with him. Amen. And I also ask that we continue to lift up Deacon Bryan uh, with the surgery that he had. Amen. Um, he can Amen. continue to um, be able to come and worship with us. It's, Yep. I like lift up um, Deacon Maria Spaulding as well. Yes. yes. As she transitions uh, to the new normal without her. Continue healing for um, Sister Carol Evans, who's is mending. She's home now, but she's mm. she's continuing to heal. Yes. yes. Also, I like to lift up the faith that we as Christian faithers have and for those who are absent from church, who actually want to be involved uh, and can't come or the ones that are kind of like uh, afraid of coming because of this COVID season. 
But I like to lift them up and they will one day realize that, you know, if you've got everything in order, God has everything else in control. And he is a one that we need to worship and adore. Hmm. Let us look into the hills which come for our help. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Yeah. Dear God, please put a white light around us and protect us, our, our family members and our friends, oh Heavenly Father. Bless us mm -hmm. as we go forth about our days, oh Heavenly Father. We continue to pray for those that are going through a season of mourning, oh Heavenly Father. Special prayer for our children. Traveling oh, mercy, oh Heavenly Father. And continue yeah. to lift up the spoken and the unspoken request. Those who are in the sick and shut in. Special oh, prayer for, for Charity Hines, uh, oh Heavenly Father. We continue to pray that your spirit will come down and on John Bryan, oh Heavenly Father, and heal mm. his foot. We continue yeah. to pray for Robert as he goes through a season of mourning, oh Heavenly Give them traveling to mercy as they go through uh, Washington, D.C. We oh. lift up uh, Shanice and Jordan. Uh, Thursday, they will be going to California, oh Heavenly Father. Yes. We ask mm. that you put your arms around them, oh Heavenly Father. Keep yes. them from any harm and any danger, oh Heavenly yeah. Father. They go on the highways and byways. And we continue yeah. to pray for those who are driving also, Heavenly Father, that you protect them, oh Heavenly yeah. Father. Yeah. Bless yeah. our church, oh Heavenly Father. As we study your word, you said in 2 Timothy, oh Heavenly let us study to show ourselves approved that a workman needed not be ashamed, rightly mm -hmm. dividing the word of truth. Not what we think, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. We ask you to continue to pray for our families, oh Heavenly Father, pray for our church. Singly and Kentucky, universal and collective. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, God Amen. bless everyone. God bless. Have a wonderful evening. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Good night. 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 Excuse me, I didn't mean to laugh like that, Pastor. <laughs> you encourage one another. <laughs> Y'all need this to make her for next year. <laughs> All right. Y'all be blessed. Like it, Brown. Thank you. See you later. Instead of wearing this trip, you should wear something that says what? Champion. Oh, <laughs> right on. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. All right. Love you. Okay. <laughs> I thought Taswell signed. I thought you signed off. No, no. Said, where, did, where you go? I, I figure I would block out and trip with block out. That's <laughs> what I tell you. I know it. <laughs> Have a good night, trip. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'm leaving now.
Pastor, Pastor, some of my best friends come from Boston. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, I'm going to it's just the the three of us. Is that correct? So far. Heard from Carolyn. Is she on? I did not hear. Yes, not. Mm -mm. Okay, all right. That's the uh, power of having, being the host. Because <laughs> sometimes people walk away from and just leave it on. So I just- They do, yeah. So you can make them go away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right. Um, we are going to go ahead and get started with our meeting. Thank you for agreeing to meet this evening. I know it's been yeah. a long day, especially after uh, Bible study, which was very good. Good well, work. Um, and so we consider this meeting open. We don't need to pray, but uh, Deacon Taswell just prayed. Amen. So um, I wanted to call us together uh, at least one more time to just uh, finalize the handbook. And um, I've already spoken with Terry, and she is on standby to receive what we share so that she can format it and get it ready for printing. Um, so we do need to go ahead and I know we talked about, um, you know, what kind of binding we wanted to do, at least initially. Mm -hmm. And then also um, there were two other things, just uh, what will be the launch date for uh, our orientation class. We had a tentative date. Um, so what do we want to shoot for now? And then um, also looking at when we're going to complete the orientation for Mabel and Ms. Brody, since we talked about just doing one session with them and maybe calling them on the phone. So I just want to get those pieces sewn up and um, move us forward uh, to connecting with the new disciples that have joined that have not, in fact, Yes. been a part of our church before and get them oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so <clears throat> let's, let, I would like to start with um, Mabel and Sister Brody. Mm -hmm. um, we can do that. I think <clears throat> that, that may have to be a one-on-one uh, -on -one session. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, well, of course, Mabel is recovering from COVID right now. So, but she was, I saw that she was on. She was on uh, tonight. She mm -hmm. was on tonight. So I think she, I talked to her the other day. Oh no, it was maybe, 
yeah, it was yesterday. She was out, she did her three mile walk. So she's obviously feeling better. <clears throat> so we can, you know, especially for, I have not seen, <clears throat> sorry, Sister Brody for um, a few weeks now. So we just have to contact her. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes she gets a ride from her daughter, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a matter of um, whether it's, yeah, I, I, we can kind of work with their, their schedule and your schedule, meaning trainers, or what's the, what's the best fit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, can we um, at least make a decision about when they will be contacted initially, even if, you know, of course, it's just to call them and find out what would be the best time to meet for something like that, you know, a phone call. Um, I'd, I'd like to see us go ahead and take care of that sooner than later. Yeah. So I was going to say yeah, about what what is going to be covered in that conversation. Um, I don't have the uh, the 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 book pulled up, but I mean the the book the orientation booklet pulled up. But okay. um, the, well, the first part is I mean we can call her immediately, call them immediately, and just kind of set up. Um, the you know the the date. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure what who will be doing or how it will be done. But as far as you know, this is what we like to do: just to complete uh, the orientation. Um, and I and I think part of it will won't necessarily be the the systematic, but just kind of opening it up for discussion with them because again, they are former disciples that have come back and um so probably of course update like for example already mabel is Working. well <laughs> well integrated yeah yeah um so it, it'll be just really a, a review of some of our ministries because some of those have changed and um the very first part. So I think kind of minimal, uh, but just to make that connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and um, we know that we have Lloyd as a discipleship ring. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see um, um, Taswell and and uh carolyn if you all could meet with him and just kind of bring him up to speed you know, to orient him to the orientation <laughs> materials you know um so that he can uh you know jump right in as well um so who, i don't who, i don't i don't macro manage <laughs> any of the team you know you all can well we, we we'll take we'll take care of that that's no problem yeah Okay. So who will, who will call um, Mabel and Miss Brody? Don't speak up all together now. Well, yeah, just so that you know we do I, want it to happen. So who? If, is that if we call them, shouldn't we have a date 
or something open where uh, what's available for them? Yeah, um, yeah, and that's and that's what I'm talking about is I mean, con the initial will be to contact them to see well, hey, let's let's start with how is how is it going to happen? Is it going to happen on Sunday before church? Is it going to happen Zoom? Uh, and I don't know if Miss Brody has that capability, but um, so uh, for each of them, how what is the best option and to proceed from there? I think that um, it you know whoever makes the initial contact could actually uh, offer that as an option, you know explaining you know, why I'm calling just for the discipleship orientation. And since they are former uh, members, you know, that, um, you know, what our, what our, um, not protocol, but I can't for lack of a better word, um, what we do is we have a discipleship orientation class and that it's three sessions, but because they're former members, it's just a matter of updating them and when would be a good time for them to meet and the options, you know, whether you'd like to do it over Zoom or phone call or meet in person. So find out from them what would be the best option and also give some sense of how long it would take, you know, no more than 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is, just to update them with some of the ministries or answer any questions that they might have. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking more on the conversational style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, yeah, I, I think so too. Not, not necessarily going through the handbook or anything like that, but um, just to touch bases with them. And um, also let them know that um, after the conversation, whenever it is, then they will be extended the right hand fellowship. Yep, I think that's 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 how it should work. Okay. All right. So, how soon to reach out to them? I mean, I'm almost thinking that that's something that can be done in the next week or so. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I said, as soon as possible, just to give them a call, whoever makes that call, and just to let us know when that happens so we can set up the time for, in terms of the right-handed fellowship, so we're all ready for that. And really, <clears throat> and again, trust that you know, you're going to feel through um, what, what, what they need and what information that may be <clears throat> new. Uh, that we can update them with. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking, Taz? Let's take in the Zoom or call. Uh, I probably can kill two birds with one stone on the call, or telephone mm -hmm. call, but we got to make sure they get the information first. You know what I mean? You know, I could be talking through that, but I know it's not going to go through the whole curriculum, but at least they have something in, in their hands, just rather than me talking to them. And mm -hmm. I think we need to let, let their deacons know also. Because you okay. use the deacons and then they come to us, but as long as they're in the loop, you know, and I don't know who the, who their deacons are. 
I don't remember offhand, but we have and, uh, we have that. And, and if I'm going to do, I, I I probably need some telephone telephone numbers also. Now, do I call uh, Terry? Uh, are you going to get it to me, uh, Cynthia? What? I think you should call Terry, and and get the numbers. So Taswell, would you be willing to go ahead and um, make these two additional contacts? No problem. Mabel and and Miss Brody. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is uh, yes. is uh, you guys in the office uh, Friday, Pastor? Um, Terry will be there until two thirty ish. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll try to get her tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and if uh, you will do that, then we'll we'll have the two. Uh, Mabel and Miss Brody taken care of, you know, so if you reach out to them and I don't know whether your conversation will take place on that same day that you call no, or you all will set up a time. Not. Okay. Right. I think that's the best way to ha to handle right. it, you know, to just let them know that we would like to spend a little bit of time with them. Um, open, open it up, let them decide what date, not me putting a date on them. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. All right. So uh, you think that can happen in the next couple of days? Make the call tomorrow. Make the call. Yeah, the initial call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Great. All right. And do we, um, do we need any uh, information form, contact forms? You remember we used to have forms. They would fill them out. No, they, they've already, they already done, did that. Yeah, they, okay. we have and they're already in um, the database, church database. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. that shouldn't be no problem. Okay, that sounds good. So if you'll just let me know when that uh, uh, happens. Okay. When it's done. Um, and uh, so also when the um, you plan to speak with them or meet with them over right. Zoom so that we can look at a right hand of fellowship date or do we set a right hand of fellowship date uh, or let them know that right hand of fellowship will be set soon and we'll follow up with them uh, yeah, with I, that I, I think once you know once we find out that they've you know they've gone through the orientation and because I don't, in this case, I, I don't want it to be delayed anymore. So as soon as we know, um, you know so if you, if you finish it on, on, on a Thursday, then that, that whatever that following Sunday is, mm -hmm. in terms of the right hand of fellowship, we just but making sure that they're available. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. At, at their next available availability. Yes. And it, I mean, it'll be nice to have both of them at the same time, but if not, just as soon as as soon as possible, as soon as they're available, after that they go through the that orientation. Yes, and um, we need to go ahead and purchase a journal. We said that we would give them at Right Hand of Fellowship a journal and a pen. So we need to make sure we have some of those in stock. Did we decide on what type of journal? We did not. Okay. Okay. I'll um, I'll look for something. 
and then share it with the church office to see if we can go ahead and and order it. Do we have any uh, Christian faith pins left over? Anything in inventory? That I don't know. I mean, if there may be some that are are dated, oh, and I don't I don't know. The ink might be dried up by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, okay. Well, I'll check with Terry to see if we have any. Uh, but also look at, um, I think it would be nice to have Christian faith uh, on the pin. Mm. Or some, yeah. So I'll, I'll look for the journal in the pins. And hopefully we can go ahead and order those real soon. Do they have directories already? I, I doubt it because we have not printed them for since the 30th anniversary. That was the last one that was printed. And right. we're not planning on doing another one until next year. Yeah. I think we got so, some that's in the draw in the draw in the conference room. Can we still use those? Oh, okay. If we have some, then yes. Yeah, there used to be some. I don't know. I have not looked recently. Um, but yeah, we would try to keep some in there. So I don't okay. know you know, we haven't, um, I know that the disciples who have joined most recently, we had just asked them to yeah. fill out the data sheet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So look for directories. There, I think it's about six of them in there. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, a, a launch date for the orientation class. Do we want a, a, something to shoot for? A, a goal, a date to bring the other new disciples in. Yeah. So when? How long? So everything on the booklet is is ready to go. Correct. Everything is on, uh, and I can share that with you if you'll allow me to share. Yeah. Oh, we're we're still recording. Do you want to um, take the recording? Oh, off? yeah. Thank you. So we're gonna have to edit this. Yes. 